once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two best friends with broken brains use the best and worst of cinema as a bit of a mirror to, you know, see how the other one's doing and investigate what they love about movies so much. Because we do love movies uh, almost as much as we platonically and aromantically love one another. That's not Um, true. I love films. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I love you way more than films. Of course I do. Look at Mm. you. Yeah, I think we're both on the fence. That's why this podcast works. Mm. Uh, but before we get to <laughs> before we get to what we're doing, how you doing? Because that's kind of the more important thing. That's kind of why we're here. So, how you doing, Ben? I am. I'm better this week, man. To be honest with you, like mm. all round, a bit better. I'm still ill, but oh, yeah, I'm am getting there. I still ill. All right, Morris. Feel me. <laughs> yeah, I'm better. <laughs> I nice. have handed in my notice at work, so I'm currently working my four-week notice, which, I, dude, I'm telling you. Very nice. If you're stressed at work, my advice is leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My stress is gone. Like, the yeah. work stress, it's mint. I walk out of the office, right. I forget it exists until it's in my eyeline again. It's fantastic. What else is new? I have just come home from my weekly men's mental health walk with my buddy Adam. Adam, thank you for hearing me out because I was doing <laughs> nothing but whinging this week and you are an absolute fucking diamond who just listens for all of it. Love you dearly. Yeah, none taken. I, oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> let's not let's not do this. You know, you know, 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 know that know, you know. are my one true love, right? It was just because right? it was funny. It was just because it was funny. Okay, all right. It. Don't do this because I, I, I will literally feel awful. I'll feel awful. <sighs> I love you both equally, okay? None taken. Uh, and I came home to <laughs> stop. Just stop. I, I, okay. 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 Get to your next point because I am only taking about we're eating okay. time. Good. Uh, and I came home to new VHS, new VHS Ooh. tapes in my collection. Buddy, I got Rabid. Nice. Right? I got nice. Evil Dead. Look at this beautiful cover. Ooh, yeah. it's an audio platform. <laughs> uh, I got Star Wars. I got three yeah. different versions of Return of the Jedi, the best Star Wars. You're welcome. Yeah, you need all three. Yeah, I accidentally showed you the Empire Strikes Back cardboard sleeve VHS that I bought you for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Happy birthday, by the way. Nice, I- now have Flesh Gordon on VHS. <laughs> yes. Now we're yes, talking. Buddy. Now we're talking. Get into the cinematic gold. Yeah, we'll do. And that's that's me. That's about me done. Uh, well, you're sounding bought... a lot better than you were last week. Thanks, good. man. I'm yeah. feeling. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. I was a little bit washed good. out last week. I was. I think I was in the thick of the whatever the fucking COVID was yeah. kicking me in the face. How are you, buddy? Tell me about you. Hit me with your rhythm stick. <laughs> I'm the same. Uh, so this, whatever this illness is, it's just like a coldy, fluey thing, but it just doesn't go away. It just edges yeah. you with wellness. Yeah, it does. It's, it, that's there, a, like, it's got... It's a yeah. fucking... It's it's a tease. That's what it it's is, It's got man. the like, little smug, cocky smile. It's there just being like, oh, you, 
You ready? Are you ready to feel well? Yeah, you want this. Beg it. You want this. Beg for it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no, you're ill again. I don't think you've you've earned this. I don't think you've earned (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm still on the mend. I had a philosophical thought earlier. It got me all sad, right? Okay. Like, don't be sad. I, I miss I miss when extreme meant good things, because we grew up in the nineties, right? Yeah, extreme. I think extreme was like it was going to taste really sour and like do a kickflip. Uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> extreme was like <coughs> Sega instead of Nintendo, and now what? it's a little. Say bit- that, hold on, hold on. Say Sega again. Say Sega. You didn't say that. You said Sega. Yeah, I misspoke because I'm ill. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I thought that okay, that was yeah. how you pronounce Sega. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. literally about to flip my desk. I was like, yeah. how have I known you for this long and <laughs> yeah. never heard you say the word Sega? Like, when, we were, when, we were in, when we were kids in the 90s, I feel yeah. like extremists were just like, they'd have been quite cool. They'd have said Cowabunga. And or like, like they're just really, yeah, they're really good at Tony Hawk's too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Now it's, now it's sad. And I'm like, I miss, it. I miss the good kind of extreme. Yeah. You know? Extreme Doritos. Remember? Oh, right, when, like, Doritos you buy... Extreme. Yeah, Doritos, Doritos Extreme. Doritos Extreme aren't doing a genocide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> back when it was just a really, really intense, yeah. cool ranch. Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and a just... bit harder than normal. This has a bit more cheese than normal. <laughs> it's extreme! Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, yeah. and that's, that's, yeah, it's just struck me as, as, as a sad development. Yeah, that's, that's a very depressing, that's put a whole spin on it. Yeah. All right. What are we doing today, Ben? oh i'm gonna struggle with the fucking the laughing yeah okay uh today buddy we are back in the national treasure franchise the extensive library of films i'm so glad to be back so i I brought these films because because we tend to you know the whole thing is you show me films that i would never have watched in a million years yeah. I show you films that you've never watched in a million years, right? Yeah. So the whole idea is you show me cinema, I show you mm. movies, right? I but, bring. But we could, yeah, but but the thing is, is that's how it started. But then you started bringing some stuff that I'm like, this is this is mm. three hours long and very slow, Ben. And you're like, yes, yeah. but it's making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I had a rough time. I right, needed to get exactly. it out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so I was like, okay, my boy, he loves Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. He loves he loves kind of childish, kind of silly movies with oh, fun definitely. logic, right? Yeah, he lo- he loves like a fast paced bit of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he loves American history. The three things I know about you feed right? me, it. feed me. It. <laughs> nom 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 nom. I will suckle that teat. So I was like, National Treasure, Dead Cert, and then you watched the first one, and you suffice to say, you sort of tied yourself up in a rage knot. Oh, mate. Rage Knot is a polite way of putting it. I was furious, yeah. and I've watched that film about nine times now, and it <laughs> makes it makes less sense yeah. each time I watch it, and it just yeah. makes me angrier. And I, I think I was doing it as like a sort of cathartic self-punishment. Like, <laughs> I feel bad. I don't want to feel good. I'm going to watch National Treasure again. Fantastic. Yeah, so from the first movie, yeah. we're going to continue with this extensive franchise and do yes. the last movie, the sequel, yeah, um, which we came out in two thousand and se- yeah, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Got made for one hundred and thirty million, which given that's insane, is right, right? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, what is insane is that this is the last movie in the franchise because it has a box office of four hundred and fifty nine million dollars. Jesus Christ! This made nearly half a billion for Disney, and they were like, "That's enough of that." 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Half a billion. <laughs> Nearly. $459 right. million dollars this made, and they were like, okay. yeah, leave it there. <laughs> I don't understand that based on the first movie. I don't understand who mm. saw the first movie and was like, I am desperate to see how this wraps up. <laughs> I am desperate <laughs> to see. There are so many unanswered questions that are definitely going to get answered in the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. 1000% that sentence has never been said about this film. I will bet every shoe that I own and walk this earth barefoot for the rest of the winter. All three shoes. I have I do have three pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> three pairs? I thought it was yeah. three. Oh okay. No 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 no. I thought I it was own... one and a half pairs. <laughs> no no no, I own three pairs of shoes. The vans that I oh, wear okay. I I bought for 35 pounds in a sale and I refuse to buy new ones until they're in a sale again. <laughs> so you, you've not seen this movie a lot. I've seen this twice and the only reason I know this exists is because you've yeah. brought this to the table, right? Right. So for you, for the benefit of you and for the benefit yes. of the listeners at yes. home, yeah. shall we break down this universally seen movie? Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. Let people know what goes on in the film. Now, quick spoiler warning. We do this so that those of you that haven't seen the film since it came out in 2007, yeah. or those of you who aren't intending to see the film but still want to enjoy the show, you know what's going on. If yeah. you're in that rare bracket of people who want to see this film and haven't yet, just pause it. Come back. We'll still be here. We'll still love you. Do you want to kick us off, Ben? Ben Gates, played by Nicolas Cage, is living a quiet life as a historian when he's presented with a clue by Mitch Wilkinson, Ed Harris, that yes. suggests his ancestor, fantastic actor, that suggests his ancestor, Thomas Gates, was involved in the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln. Wilkinson produced... Assassination. 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 I've been watching Sean Connery. Shut up, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck you. He pops up later in this as well. Wilkinson produces this clue in the form of a missing page of assassin John Wilkes Booth's diary that all assassins keep, obviously. Yeah, come on, man. You've played Assassin's yeah. Creed. You've got the menu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dear diary, today, shot a fella. Ta-ra. Also, collected my 49th of 500 feathers. Yeah. Uh, in, in order to clear his family name, Gates and his old da Patrick must reconnect with his estranged <laughs> wife, now estranged wife, Dr. Abigail Chase, played by Diane Kruger, and uh, lovesick sidekick Riley Poole, Justin Bartha. Abigail, who's now sort of beginning early stages of dating uh, Ty Burrell, who's playing a, a White House official. Ooh, Phil from Modern Family. All right, yeah. She reluctantly allows Nicolas Cage, uh, Benjamin Gates, to inspect the page that Wilkinson has gifted the government for safekeeping, and they find a clue. It's a clue! It's a clue! Gates and his team discover that a pair of writing desks used by the Queen and the US President each contain further clues. A clue! (laughs) Every time you say that word, I'm going to do that. I know, I know, but I can see how many times you've written a clue in capitals, and it is is extensive. And I'm struggling with the laughing, because I'm just going to cough every time. Yeah. Anyway, okay. First stop, Buckingham Palace for a beyond offensive stereotyping of our ways and our people <laughs> as the team. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as the team sneak their way into our monarch's drawers. You're a cunt for this. <laughs> it's a desk. <coughs> no, it's beautiful. A clue! A clue! Is found in her dusty wooden crevice. Come on. <laughs> In the form of an old Aztec-looking plank, which shortly becomes the focus of a high-octane car chase between our boy, Gates, and Baddie, 
Wilkinson. That was incredibly tough to get through. Fantastic oh, writing, by the way. We're about 10% so. of the way there, bud. <laughs> yeah, fantastic writing. Well they done. They then need to break into the White House to search the, its twin, the other Resolute desk. Mm. Uh, but they find the second plank missing. <gasps> In order to unravel the mystery, Ben learns about the existence of the Book of Secrets. The Book of Secrets. A collection of classified documents containing hidden historical information mm. about how to get it. Kidnap the president, of course. What else would we do? I mean, stole the constitution in the last one. You got to up it up the ante, right? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just steal the whole America now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, right? If they do a third one, mm. what are they gonna? What's because it's steal the constitution, kidnap the president, yeah, shoot Jesus. Uh, that, it's either that, I'd, I'm, that would cause an outrage because <laughs> the NRA. I think there's like a pretty hefty religious thing in yeah, there. Yeah, they. I'm, I refuse to speak with certainty on that because this <laughs> is it. It's a history lesson and political lesson that I am unprepared for. But you love American history, Ben. You know all about American history, right? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Ben's mother, Emily Appleton, uh, played by Helen Mirren, is also implicated in the plot when they require her skills as an ancient Aztec translator, mm. uh, and the team must rescue her from danger whilst piecing together the true history of their ancestors' involvement in the Lincoln assassination. After luring the commander-in-chief into some dusty old Fritzel basement under a hotel at a charity function, it's his birthday. It's the president's birthday. That's not a charity function. Is that a tax write-off? Depends on the president, right? Is it a tax write-off, though? Because then that technically is a charity thing. Are you going political in this? No. Rob, I'm an American history scholar, and I feel like this might be taking a slight tinge, all right? Please continue. Charity function. Charity function. The Prez, spelt with two Zs, thank you, admits the Book of Secrets is real, giving him the location, but not letting Gates off the hook for the whole kidnapping deal? Yeah, he's like, oh, you kidnapped me, so we will be chasing you with the full might of the government. Yeah, it's out of my control. And there is one person (laughs) on the planet that could literally stop all of that happening and just go, no, 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 he's fine. It is the president. I know your heart's in the right place. There's just nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah. here's all the help you need, but also, I am going to hunt you down like a dog. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) See you at the library in 20 minutes. We we are, we are, we need to hurry. This this is ridiculous. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) On consulting the book, hidden in the Library of Congress, of course, it becomes clear that Gates must outwit Wilkinson and a group of rival treasure hunters, dun, 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 as they compete to find the city of gold. The team deciphers various historical clues and riddles mm. to locate the city of gold, which includes encoded messages near Mount Rushmore and finding a 1,000-year-old but perfectly functional temple of traps and mazes under Mount Rushmore. That shit doesn't in, have sell-by dates, man. Just works. Nope. In true National Treasure fashion, because it does happen in literally every one of these many movies. All of them. The heroes and villains team up to explore the treasure-filled temple and end up needing to escape for their lives. In the end, Ben and his team locate the City of Gold (laughs) and discover Native American artifacts. They decide to leave the treasure untouched and preserve it as part of American history. Good move, because as we all know, I love American history. You do. Gates manages to clear his family's name by proving that his ancestor was not involved in the assassination of President Lincoln. The President of the United States acknowledges Ben's efforts and contributions to preserving American history. Round of applause. The film ends, leaving a, a breathless whisper of a mm. question on the lips of every teary-eyed audience member. Mm-hmm. What was the national treasure? Helen was Mirren. it the Freemason hidden collection of artifacts from the first film? Maybe. Or was it the lost city of gold from the second one? Or was Nicolas Cage the treasure? 
Mm. Or perhaps the real treasure was the shit we stole along the way. There it is. But then we would say that because we're British and look at the British Museum. (laughs) (laughs) It's full of all your shit. (laughs) We're such cunts for that. We steal everything (laughs) and go, no, no, yeah, yeah, this is yours, uh, but we're just going to keep it in this building over here. It is yours, though. We nicked it like 200 years ago, so it's technically history. You haven't needed it for 200 years. (laughs) To recap, Nicolas Cage races Ed Harris to the Lost City of Gold in order to clear his family's name and along the way kidnaps the president and breaks into Buckingham Palace. Ben, I picked these films because of you, because I thought you'd love them. You hated yeah. the first one. We're on the second one. The last one. Right. Now we come to the end of the National Treasure franchise. Yeah. What did you think, bud? Right. Well, arriving at the end of this exhaustive timeline, <laughs> the first film, buddy, literally drove me mental because the logic was insane. It made no sense. Yes. It, it's it, worse in this one. <laughs> it, okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> because for me, Rob... This film is bang on. Oh, really? It's The rules and the logic on it are more insane than the first one, but it adheres to its own rules and it sticks to it the entire way through. The way that it corrects all of my issues that I had with the first film, it was like they wrote this film <laughs> preemptively knowing that I was going to have issues with the first one. I was like, no, 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 no. We can't be asked listening to this one guy yeah. waffle on for an hour about how the logic makes no sense. So we're just going to well, correct it Well, what it was, it, mate, is, is they released the first one and they listened to the podcast, obviously, and then they yeah. made the second one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure on the timelines, but then I don't think the you film is either. Honestly, so. mate, you don't have to be. If I've learned one thing from TikTok, it's that time travel is real and that everyone is doing <laughs> it. And all you need to be able to do it is a TikTok account from the year 2049. You know what I mean? I mean That's essentially Daniel Radcliffe all it is. is. Daniel Radcliffe is time traveling. but Yeah, this is it. But you say this makes more sense. This makes more sense. It makes the first film a better film. Uh, the uh, There is so much batshit mental stuff in this film where I'm like, stop it because you're not going to explain this. And then they immediately explain <laughs> it in a way that adheres to its own rules. And I'm like, I fucking love this okay right okay. i'm on board you see i think national treasure 2 book of secrets yeah is utter nonsense but oh, it's yeah. utter nonsense in the best way because for me yeah it's a child's imaginings of a treasure hunt it, it's exactly how a child thinks treasure hunts happen that is a perfect way to sum this up, buddy. This is like when I was a little kid, I used to run around with a German dictionary mm-hmm. in my pocket, like a little, <laughs> a little tiny bright yellow. Ger- don't ask me why I was a weird kid. What? I, what? Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't. Let's not get into it. It's fine. I was a lonely kid. All right. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> I used to run around with a German language pocket dictionary in my top pocket with a pencil. What? And I used to pretend that the German words... In case you met a Nazi. (laughs) No, I used to pretend the German words were clues and I just had to decipher their meaning. So I'd run around writing German words on random objects in the streets. So the lamppost would have like <laughs> random like shit written on it in pencil, uh, and a child's handwriting, and it's just mm. scratchy German sort right. of scribblings. And the Jewish pensioners next door lived in fear for the rest of their lives. Honestly, mate, I don't even want to think about the, the connotations of that. It was all the, the it was all innocence. I was just running around <laughs> thinking that there was treasure dotted around the place. I was trying to decipher yeah. some clues that I made up myself. It's that right. in a film. Yeah. And it just gave me yes. so much nostalgia and it made me feel great about being that weird, lonely kid <laughs> and also kind of wanted to buy a German dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> this film makes perfect sense for that child, right? Yes, it does. It's, it's it 100%. Does. 
everything that happens, you're like, oh, well, if the president knows where it is, we'll just have to kidnap the president. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the leap of logic that a child would make. And I think yeah. it's an interesting thing to see Disney making a film for children yeah. that the children think is for adults. But this is the thing. I think that's a lovely sentiment, right? Isn't you've it? Got, you've got a you've got a group of adults that it's almost like they haven't lost that childlike wonder. Their imagination is still mm. there. They haven't had the shit kicked out of them their entire life, so they've still got the the innocence. It's why I love Daniel Johnston, man. He's my favorite fucking my favorite songwriter. Yeah, because he never lost that innocence. You know what I mean? I mean, there were reasons for that, but but yeah, I I feel, <laughs> I feel like there were. I feel like the the characters in the film have that childlike innocence they do i feel like the writers in the writer's room didn't and they were doing a kind of cynical give us your dollars oh you know but they did a good job of it they did a good job of wait, it i mean wait. there's very little in terms of like complex character but i mean you know. are we are we okay a that's a very cynical view and it's making me rethink my entire fucking yay the weird kid got a film now i'm thinking ooh, that weird kid just got preyed on <laughs> okay that's weird taylor's old as time right and complex characters dude mitch in this the villain ed harris great character ed harris incredibly written character like right fucking sell genius me. Sell me on this sell me on this he is he's good Right. For all the wrong reasons. He's bad for all the wrong reasons. And he, it's written in a way where it's all believable to that persona, right? He yeah, does good within things. Within the fiction of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does good things for bad reasons. It's all very self centered. Right. It's all very selfish. And it's all very, my legacy needs to live on, right? So yeah. he, he, I mean, spoiler warning, at the end of the film, he's trapped in the city of gold. He helps the other guys escape, obviously sacrificing his own life. Yeah. Under the the premise that his name lives on as the the person that discovered the yes. city of lost gold, yes. did a good thing for a very selfish reason. But the way that he got to that position, awful things. <laughs> yeah, awful yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an arms dealer, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a terrible person. <laughs> he helps people out, mm-hmm. but in no way lets them forget who's in charge and how little they mean to him. Mm-hmm. That is cynical as shit, but it's done in an almost playful, comedic way. Because he's having fun with it. He's enjoying... It's like playing with his food. Okay, yeah. The bit where at Mount Rushmore when he's like... When uh, he's got his... He's got a gun to Ben <laughs> Gates' mum's stomach. And, he, and Ben Gates is like, you need me to do this, right? So we go there mm-hmm. without guns. I come with you. We have to work together. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll... All right, we'll do it your way. I'll give my gun to my henchman. But bear in mind, Ben Gates, I do not need that gun. Yeah. see the Cynical as shit! The way you tell it makes him sound like the lonely kid who's just happy to be included. Do you it's, know his I mean? po- it's his pocket German dictionary. That's what that's what really speaks to me. He's there going, I don't mind being the villain as long as I'm included. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. His entire motivation yeah. is the obsessive treasure hunter following an old family trail. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> because it fucking should, because that's Nicolas Cage's character. Well, speaking of sounding familiar, I don't yeah. know if, if the writing on, on Mitch is all that complex, because if you'd seen a film released 11 years earlier, you might recognise the villain from this. Okay. Um, it's very different from 2007's National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets okay. in that it stars Nicolas Cage trying to break into a secure place to discover right. secrets right, whilst right, 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 uh, right. being antagonised by someone played by Ed Harris who's a kind of bad guy doing 
bad things for the right reasons. Uh, it's called The Rock. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure John Turtletop, the director of National Treasure 2, just rang up Ed Harris and went, Rock did all right for you, didn't it? And he went, yeah, it's pretty good. He's like, do you want to do it again, but for kids? He's like, yeah, fuck it, why not? That's fucking hilarious, man. That's actually hilarious. The one, the one lesson that I'm taking from Mitch more than anything else is work smarter not harder that yeah. guy knows when to take a step back and he knows when to yeah. let other people do the shit mm-hmm. when they are so so close to discovering the city of gold towards the end of the movie yeah. what mitch does is he takes a step back by having yeah. the only the only information that's available about the clues of where to find the city of gold he's burnt the letter he has it in his head he is essential to finding this right yeah and rather than doing any of the the legwork about it he's working Mm. smarter not harder he's letting nicholas cage figure out all the answers to the clues that he's (laughs) feeding him slowly right to find the city of gold i keep saying the city of gold it's bothering me the city of gold's mental in this film it's it's can we just get it out of there it's like three buildings and a fucking table it's Mm -hmm. it's that's not even a village it's a cul-de-sac at best (laughs) it's the cul-de-sac of gold so going forward, the city of gold's bothering me. I'm calling it the cul-de-sac of gold. Right. Okay. Okay. Just okay, so we're okay. all on the same page and we know where we're okay. at. Right. Two things. You're not wrong. It is Thank fucking you. tiny. It is yes. fucking tiny for a film. However, yes. I do like to have. A, I've got a little comeback to that. Okay. I watched the making of this. Right. Yeah. And although it looks like CGI, you'd be surprised to find out that the cul-de-sac of gold is all a practical set. And when you consider that as a real space that they actually built. Wait, it's fucking massive. Hold on one sec. What was the budget on this? 150 mil. 130 yeah. mil. So 120 mil of that went on the gold necessary <laughs> yeah. to build the cul-de-sac <laughs> of gold, right? Well, it was styrofoam and, and shiny tinfoil, Ben, but it was still a real space. Well, right? then I feel lied to. I don't appreciate it. I, where's the practicality gone? You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what do you mean the practicality? It's literally <laughs> a practical effect. Fuck off. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Look, they've got they've got the whole entrance. They've got the whole bunch of stuff. The going fucking on there. entrance, dude. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of the rock, this brings me to my point about boulders. Right. And I know what you're thinking, dear listener. Yes, we are talking boulders. It's getting pretty fucking <laughs> spicy. I know. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. This is a wild ride. Right. The entrance to the cul-de-sac of gold cave. Yeah. Yeah. It's you have to finger the eagle. Yes. You do. <laughs> right. So you finger the eagle. There's a crack in the rock where there's a logo of a thing. You put your hand in the rock. We'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you finger the eagle and then you pull a lever and then this enormous pile of boulders crumble away, revealing revealing an entrance hidden behind a rolling rock thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That can only happen once because once that is triggered, (laughs) there is no more boulders unless you trigger it find the city of gold, don't want to share yeah. it, and then go back and put all of the boulders back. Okay, okay. Just in so you case remember that the next bit, person. Do you remember that bit where they talk about the historical record for the city of gold? And they're yeah. like, this guy, he helped the natives. They yeah. took him to the city of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they led him out by a different path. Yeah, yeah, And then when he went back to find it, he couldn't find it. Yeah. Because what they'd done is they triggered it, yeah. showed him it, and then didn't want to show anyone, so put the boulders back. That's fucking ludicrous. Because, <laughs> okay, so that's fine. But when <laughs> when our heroes find this, and they go into the fucking, they go into the cave, yeah. and they have to solve a myriad of like puzzles and clues, and there's a yeah, t- yeah. Like, teetering tabletop type thing, right? Ah, oh, so good. 
how many dead people skeletons are just dotted around that place, right? This implies that many people have been there and failed. Who the fuck yep. is putting the boulders back if someone's found <laughs> it, died? Yep. Who's putting the boulders back? Is is someone employed or... Thing is, mate, about third-party security contracts, right, without mm. end dates, there's some oh. bloke there whose job it is in Mount Rushmore. He's like, I don't know why the fuck, but occasionally I've just got yeah. to put these rocks back. Yeah, yeah. I like, oh, how's the contract on this? Yeah. Oh, it's his 4,000 years. <laughs> Fucking hell, what are they paid up to? Oh, 2,600. <laughs> you know, well, like... no, they would have been paid up till 2012, wouldn't they? Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Sex. Yeah. The calendar ran out, man. <laughs> that man's out of a job now, you know what I mean? Because in 2007, <laughs> yeah. he was still in work. 2007, yeah. he was like, yes, buddy, this has gone on. <laughs> how do you get that job? Do you think it's like, you know, in Japanese temples where it's like generation to generations passed down where they have to like write out the, the holy book? It's literally that, yeah. So like one guy yeah. just gets yeah, given yeah. money from the Freemasons annually <laughs> to go, you need to put rocks to cover this hole if the, if yep. the hole is ever there. Yeah. What's, what's in the hole? 100%. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right, sound here. Cool, yeah. I'm in. Or, hear me out though, Mm. Are the skeletons in the cave? Are they just the contractors of the people that were building these traps? Are they this like the Aztec thing. skeletons? I think, I think I think they're just. I think the Aztecs had the city of gold. They were like, "This is fucking great." Whole yeah. city's made of gold. Had a bit of a rager. Yeah, you know, some of them got literally blackout drunk. Just fell off. Just fell off. They were like, "Yeah, we built all these traps. I reckon I could do it." And they're doing. They're treating <laughs> exactly. it like fucking yeah, Ninja yeah, Warrior yeah. on like it's ITV exactly now. That. Yeah, put yeah. some monkey bars in there, mate, and I'll fucking I'll speed run it. All right, it's Aztec warrior. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back to the cul-de-sac of gold, right? I, I think... Yeah, thank you for acknowledging that, by the way. I think it's an important observation because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I think it, there's a reason it's that size. Okay. Besides the fact that the practical set could only be a certain size. They didn't extend it with CG or this, that, or the other. Yeah, there's only so much gold in the world. You know what I mean? They needed right. enough of it I don't to think build it's that, I don't think it's that. I think, it, I think it's because that set piece is just large enough to render on a PS2. Ooh. <laughs> right, and I think there are so many parts of this film that are so clearly a level from a video game. Okay, you got the you mentioned it earlier. You've got the tilty shelf where they've all got to balance their weight yeah, to yeah. make sure that oh they don't God. fall down. Right, yeah. You've got the the car chase through London where literally they're behind a pub truck, yeah, and yeah. then the beer barrels start rolling off into the road, and they've got to dodge okay. the beer barrels in the road. And I'm yeah, like, this yeah. is just Frogger meets Donkey Kong. Like, it's- A, the fact that you've just called it a pub truck is the cutest thing I've ever fucking heard <laughs> come out of your mouth. That's that's literally the cutest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and B, you are bang on right. Do you, do you think that this was like... So here's, here's my it thing. It was written with a game in mind. Here's my thing. I think this is... The reason we picked this will become clear at the end of the episode. We've got a little surprise for you. But for those of you that don't want to hang on that long, here's half the point, right? Which is that film changed in the early 2000s because back in the day, you'd have your film, it would come out, it'd do really well, and that would be that. And then you'd have the home video release and the studio would go, we made lots of money on that one. Let's make some more unconnected films like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh, let's do a sequel, right? Yeah, And so it became the film and then the sequel. And then they realized they could squeeze a bit more money out of the mm-hmm. same IP if they were like, oh, we'll do a film, a sequel, and then a tie-in Oh, game. I see. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, come on. But there were so many tie-in games, like Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man games on PlayStation were fucking banging. Were incredible, right? I still have that. And I still have my PS1. And I still have Spider-Man. It yeah. is mint. Holds up. To be fair, most movie tie-in games were fucking dog shit. I had Hook on the NES, and I swear Ooh, to God... that's a rough one. 
I swear to God, they didn't bother designing a game. They designed half of the first level and then just yeah, put yeah. a jump in that was impossible <laughs> to make. And then we all just assumed there was more game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the fucking original license holders, they were like, well, there must be more game. They're like, yeah, yeah, get past that jump and you'll see it. I tell you what, man, on the SNES, I had True Lies, which was fucking incredible. Ooh, nice. Um, it was almost as funny as the movie. It's incredible. I had Aladdin. That was on yeah. it. That was one of my Classic. favorite fucking games of all time. Yeah. It was insanely good, mm-hmm. massively underrated. But that's a great point, man. Right. So I think that was where we were at in terms of extra money in mm. 2007. Then it became okay. franchises, live service, Fortnite. You know, Ben Gates would appear in Fortnite or in Dead by Daylight. You know, as Nicholas Cage I mean, fucking does. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Technically, he is in Dead by Daylight right now. Exactly right. Yeah. So I think I think this is this is a sort of weird gem of of a kind of cinema that doesn't exist anymore. Where they it was just oh, we'll just do sequels. The, the the word franchise didn't fucking exist. We're retroactively applying it to National Treasure. Yeah. That's why this is so video gamey. I love that. There's the lightest of of teasers where in the in the Book of Secrets mm-hmm. the president hints. That there's something on page forty seven that he would like Ben oh, Gates to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't reveal it in the film. No, no, no. They're it's, saving it's that. It's kind of left as a, as a crumb, right? What do you want there to be on page forty seven, Ben? Oh, that's a good right. question, man. Because it's full of conspiracies, and we did the Trigger <sighs> trilogy with aliens. We did Mate. a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm like, all right, this is be- this is catnip for Ben. Yeah, this is dude. This is why I love this movie so much, man. Like, honestly, unironically, I had such a fucking good time <laughs> with it. Because we're doing the Blomkamp series at the moment, right? And I fucking love a crumb that lets me run away with my own thoughts and do my own research right. and come up with like yep. my own weird shit, right? I mm-hmm. fucking love that. That is that is me down to a T. It is. Page 47, buddy. I Okay, I want them to go. This might be a controversial right. take, but I'm going to fucking say it. All right, you ready? Yeah. I want National Treasure 3. Mm-hmm. When, they're, when they're investigating page 47, mm-hmm. I want it to be... Something along the lines of, if not a direct copy of, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. <laughs> oh, really? That's controversial. I'm oh, telling oh, but you. Wait, hang about. Think about how good that would be, though. Riley's National is- Treasure. That would be yeah. fantastic. Exactly, dude. Riley's mad obsessed with Area 51 to the point of yeah. where they're flicking through the President's book. He's like, "Ooh, Area 51." He mentions <laughs> it a few times, so he yeah. would be right up that fucking alley. He'd be like, "Yeah, he would." We need to find the ancient aliens, and we need to decipher mm-hmm. this this puzzle to save the world. The whole surviving a nuke in in a mini fridge, yes, makes perfect sense in National Treasure, dude. That's the fun, silly, exactly one, right? Exactly. Childlike oh. wonder. That is what a kid would think. Oh my god, a nuke's gonna laugh. What do I do? Fridge. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Telling you, man. Oh, dude, that's actually a genius play. That's I So you think it's ancient aliens? I would fucking adore if it was like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because I fucking hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in the Indiana Jones <laughs> franchise. I hate it. I think it's the worst fucking idea that's ever existed. Why bother? Just don't make yeah. a film. Don't just don't make a film and then we're fine. Yeah. Put it in this franchise. Yeah. Whole different story. I feel like you mentioning Riley there with his Area 51 thing. I, mm. I've i got a, a, a sort of headcanon theory about Riley. Go on. I think Riley is uh, a closeted gay man who is just a lovesick submissive for Benjamin Gates. Ooh. Because the care, tenderness, and like adoration that Riley gives Benjamin Gates in this film 
Yeah. And the unquestioning need to just do whatever that man asks him. Oh, he does. He offers, cannot be friendship, <laughs> mate. He offers to sacrifice his hand for him as well. He's literally like, right. I, I will do this for you. I will give you my hand. Oh, mm. that makes him so fucking cute, man. I, Isn't it? Dude, I, I fucking love Riley. <laughs> I think Riley is the smartest person in this entire fucking franchise. Well, I keep saying really? franchise. They're all both, all both movies. I think Riley's the smartest person in the entire <laughs> franchise. Okay. A, he's incredibly mm. self-aware. Yeah. Yes. He, he knows his limitations. He does. He surrounds himself with people who are way smarter than him. Yeah. In certain aspects. He's great at the tech side of shit. Yeah, but even being great at the tech side of shit, he keeps them in check by being able to do almost anything that they need him to do. Right? He can't. He is. He can solve any problem that they have. He is like he is like the writer Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great way of putting it. But he he never boasts about it, and he never aims too high. He always like lives up to the expectations people are like oh Riley can you do this is this is this a possibility and he's like mm. that's incredibly difficult but I think I might be able to manage it he knows full well he can do it piece of piss he knows full well yeah. and then the reason that I love him so much is because right. I feel like he's the most relatable person that exists in this universe right yeah he loves conspiracy theories super relatable mm-hmm. uh, and he also loves tits and Ferraris what else is there? The way you're describing him kind of makes him like an autist self-insert Mary Sue fan fiction character, and exactly. it's making me really—it's making me really realise how much the little kid with the German dictionary in his pocket has been sold to, <laughs> right? Because Riley is the audience surrogate there, isn't he? Riley's yeah, the one who's percent. like, "You can do anything." You like tits and Ferraris. Yeah. You're really clever. You know computers. You spend 15 hours a day on Reddit, but that's okay. Look how cool your friends are. Yeah. You want to know about Area 51, and I want to know about Area 51. Yeah. Dude, fucking, like, let's do it, be Riley would be narrator running across the the Area 51 border. Yes, buddy. Yes, buddy. Trying to clap some alien cheeks. (laughs) Oh, you'd be straight in it. He'd be straight in it. Riley is Riley is the he's the bait that they lured you into this film franchise with. Isn't I it? nominate Riley to be the ambassador for Earth for First Contact. <laughs> if First Contact hasn't already happened because of the whole disclosure thing that seems to have fizzled out and everyone's forgotten about now, um, yeah. if First Contact hasn't happened, Riley in character should be Earth's ambassador. That's that's the way it should go. Yeah, that's the way it should go. I I feel like that bit where he he. Offers to give his hand up for Benjamin oh, Gates. Oh, the cute bastard, man. Cute bastard. Well, for some context, right, the clues have led them to Mount Rushmore. And Mount Rushmore National Park, they're just walking around the park, right? Yes. And the clues give them some vague coordinates. And there's a thing about like, oh, when it, when the, with a rain, with a cloudless rain, you'll see the entrance, whatever. Yeah. And Nicholas, Nicholas Cage goes, Water. It's water. And they all pull out like 250 milliliter bottles of Evian and start just tipping it on the ground near them. Collectively, these people have three liters of water between them. (laughs) And there is about six people spread out across an enormous surface area of rock. In a national park. (laughs) In a national park. They're in a vague location. They're roughly in the right spot. Three liters of water collectively. By luck. By luck. Three litres of water collectively, and they're like, the rocks change colour when they're wet. 
so they're like, quick, everybody wet a rock and find a bit of clue. So naturally, they all start sprinkling and I mean sprinkling it's mm-hmm. it's like it's like a fart in a tornado at this point you know what I mean it's, yeah, it's yeah. making no fucking difference whatsoever <laughs> they're sprinkling this water on they find it immediately because you know national treasure logic yeah, listen yeah, yeah. I it, it, they find it immediately I'm not going to get angry about it in my notes it's in all caps because I was furious at the time but th- yeah, I've but, grown but I'm chi- more mature a child, a child playing at a treasure hunt would find it immediately thousand right? percent. a child playing at a treasure yeah. hunt wouldn't go yeah, yeah. they'd get to the bottom of the bottle of Evian in about 45 seconds and go yeah, yeah. I'm quite thirsty now why yeah exactly yeah <laughs> see I'm, I understand why it happened I'm not being <laughs> negative it is right. just amazing and that's mm-hmm. that's me that's personal growth you know what i'm saying yeah it's personal growth i'm proud of you Pat on the back for ben yeah, not gates yeah gross <laughs> <laughs> the um the 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 eagle fingering trap that that then discovers because they pour the rocks on the water they see the eagle on the ground there's a hole yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah. nicholas cage has got to put his hand in and the clue is sacrifice your hand to the eagle or whatever yeah and he puts his hand in and it's very dune do you know what i mean I've not seen Dune. I can't oh. say I can't say that. I've not seen Dune. Oh, there we go. Uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> You've seen Flash Gordon, right? I have Flash Gordon on VHS. You do have Flash Gordon on I VHS. Do. Is there a bit where he needs to put his hand in a box? Hold on, let me have a look on the back real quick. <laughs> I don't think the kind of box he's putting his hand in is going to be on the back of the VHS, bud. There is a lot of tits and a dildo-shaped ship on the back, so I'm assuming yes. <laughs> I'm assuming yes. He sacrifices his hand, buddy. In a box, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was, I was convinced that you know there was going to be it was going to be play for comedy, but I would love it if he did just lose his hand. I'd same I'd sacrifice right? your hand if it was to sever his hand. I literally, yeah. I would have been like, he, yes, he's just walking yes. around like Luke Skywalker for the rest of the franchise. Oh my god! Imagine going. I saw a fucking TikTok the other day of someone that had dressed up as Luke's hand for Halloween. So they just wore they'd wore like a full black bodysuit apart from one hand with a blue lightsaber That's in it. That's incredible, dude! Imagine next Halloween if this mm. had happened in National Treasure, you could go as Nick Cage's hand, you could go as Ben Gates' hand, I could go mm-hmm. as Luke Skywalker's hand, and we could fight. Oh my god! Yes. Oh we my could, god! Every every decision that we need to make is settled yep. with knuckles. Yeah. What if we ran into, like, the thing from Adam's family? <gasps> Bro, that that would be an intense three-way, is all I'm saying. Right. Like, that, that would be too much to handle. Well, Get it? Flesh too much to handle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can we talk about the sad decline in building <laughs> standards across the US and the West generally? Sure. Where would you like to start? Because I feel like anyone that works in construction and listens to this is just sat up and gone, mm-hmm. Right. Go on, buddy. If you work, if you work in construction, mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, if you just if you listen to us and you work in construction, could you go to www.everymovieeverpodcast.com, find our contact page, and give us a quote for a 3,000-meter cubic volume underground yeah. temple mm-hmm. with traps. Yeah. Uh, but these traps are going to need to be built, quite complex mechanisms... Yeah. You can only use primitive materials. I don't want any steel. I don't want any no, alloys. No, no. I it's, want it's stone, wooden, water, and rope. Bone. Yeah. And they've all got to work roughly a thousand years later. If you could just send us a quote for that, that would be golden. Okay, but we need we need quantities for an exact quote. So let's say six traps. 
one 3,000 square cubic meter hole under a mountain. Yeah. And let's say two pyramids and a table. Yeah, solid right, gold. There you go. And Oh, yeah, and solid gold. Solid gold. Skip the gold bit. It's mainly the fact that the traps still work a thousand years later. Yeah, right? that is that's impressive. That is impressive. I bought a new phone six months ago and it's already broken. Yeah, to be fair. No, that's <laughs> that's good. But I, okay, I feel like but that's a recent thing because I found my old Nokia 3210 mm. uh, the other month and it still works. Mm. Like you saying you're not, you're saying the you're saying the 3210 was designed by Aztecs? No, I'm saying the 30, I'm saying that building standards have gone down since like 2007. Oh, okay, okay, you yeah, maybe. I mean? maybe, maybe this maybe, maybe. maybe this trap room is the last good <laughs> example of Western building. Do you think Helen Mirren saw National Treasure One? I don't think she knows that she was in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I uh, this film. This film earned two Razzie awards. You know the Razzies, the kind of worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like the anti Oscars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Nicolas Cage got a uh, worst actor. That's outrageous for a star. Uh, I will fight. Worst, I'll die on that hill. That's fucking outrageous. Worst supporting actor nomination for John Voight as well, who plays his father. What? But both of them lost to Eddie Murphy for Norbit. Oh, yeah, 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 that's understandable. Yeah, good, 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 good. good. All right, well, I'm back on board. Well deserved. But the fact they got nominated for the fucking Razzies for that is unbelievable. Fuck you, Razzies. Right? Also, I love you, um, but fuck you for that one. That was that was close to the bone. That hit me square in the German dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite thing about this film, Rob, I mean, this has kind of been like... We've given this a sort of loose yeah, yeah. run through, right? We've hit on the bits that we love. We've left a lot of the film untouched because, to be honest with you, listener, it's a stupid movie. It's very stupid. It's a, it's a stupid, 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 stupid movie. <laughs> it is. But it's so fucking fun. It really is. Like, just turn your brain off for yeah. two hours. Go and enjoy yourself. It's got a fun mm-hmm. villain. It's logic is nonsense, but it's all coherent <laughs> nonsense that yeah. actually tracks with its own fucking nonsense. It's inc- yeah, it's stupid, but go and watch it. It's a collection of people saying lines that shouldn't it's, be said. It's a but, it's, but, uh, exactly just incredible that. to hear someone say <laughs> exactly. It's stuff that you didn't know you needed to hear said out loud, said out loud by incredible a list celebrities. It's it's just it's wonderful. So my main takeaway is a. Go and watch it because it's fun. And B, mm-hmm. I love, I fucking love the lesson of this film that I took away from it, right? Right. Surround yourself with people who are great at doing the stuff that you are shite at and <laughs> watch you all shine. Yeah. Honestly, this ragtag group of people are idiots on their own. They're incredible <laughs> at one thing. They're insanely yeah. good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Shit at everything else. Yeah. Together, they make like a superhuman genius fucking brain mm-hmm. box that can crack any Aztec code yep. and find a cul-de-sac made of gold. That's incredible. <laughs> the lesson of this film, right? If I'd have seen this when I was a kid, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, man. This is inspirational as shit. Stupid. Stupid. Inspirational as shit. Do you want to play a game? I would fucking love to, buddy. Okay, so as you know, this is a, a Disney property, right? This is one of the last ones before they started getting into acquisitions. Sure, sure, and sure, sure. Fate, it does this usual Disney thing of the bad guy changing their mind at the end. Just okay. so the kids don't think that true evil exists, even though it does, it's under your bed. Yeah. And um, I want you to name, I'm going to give you one minute to name as many 
Disney villains or villains in Disney properties Maybe. that, like Ed Harris in this film, change their mind before the end of the movie. You ready? <laughs> Fuck off. This is so specific. Yeah. Does it have to be Disney? It has to be Disney. Has to be Disney, man. I'm shit with Disney films. All right. Ready? All right. I can try. I can try. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go, before we go, before we go, just one quick question. Yeah. Can they be properties that that Disney have bought recently, or do they have to be Disney yeah, yeah. made movies? No, they can. They can, they can be, be retroactively I'll, Disney. I'll be, I'll be I'll be loose with this. All right. Okay. okay. Ready, steady, go. Uh, d- Doctor Octagon. Doctor Octagon. Uh, I don't know who Doctor Octagon is. Is he is he a villain in Geometry Wars? Not Doctor Octagon. Is he a UFC villain? What the fuck's his name? The Spider. Is <laughs> the Spider Man, but he's got like beetle legs. <laughs> What the fuck's his name? What's got eight legs, Ben? Oh, Dr. Octopus. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> hey, man, I got the Octo, right? Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Octagon. Octagon, you got one and three. Eat my shapes! Um, okay, <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 Darth Vader. Um, what about... The Little Mermaid? The Little Mermaid's not a villain. Yeah, she is. She gives up her voice to chase Dick <laughs> with legs. That's that's not a good message for children. That's villainous. I don't know. I thought All it was right. pretty fit. <laughs> <laughs> They're good legs. They're good legs. Yeah, I like legs. Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. Oh, okay, okay, you're so, out of time. No, fuck off. Oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Time. Loki. I'm sorry, yeah. I hit, I hit Star go. Wars too late. Fuck, man. <laughs> uh, so you only got two, and one of them was Dr. Octagon. Yeah. <laughs> Is the um, shapeshifter? <laughs> you could have had the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You could have had uh, Anton Ego, the crit- uh, the critic in Ratatouille. I've never seen Ratatouille. Come on. You could have had Hector Barbarossa, the the the, the pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean. I've, I've seen one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Come on, Elsa from Frozen. I've never seen Frozen. <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. That's John C. Riley, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know of it. I don't think I've seen you it. You could have had um, Iago from um, Aladdin, the pirate. Oh, fuck, man. Well, I was talking about the game as well. <laughs> Have we got time for Comic Corner? Yes, we do, buddy. Yes, we do. Beautiful. I've, I've got a great one on Instagram Ooh. on one of our chappy reels from AliPally96. He says, hi, guys. Big fan of the show. Makes Monday admin more bearable. And you're Christa fucking Nolan. Bow, bow, bow. Series was unreal. Just wanted to say thanks for making me look like a psychopath as I laughed during Killers of the Flower Moon when a massive fuck-off owl popped up and reminded me of Ben's phobia. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> a, fucking, you are welcome for the bearable admin. And B, thank you so fucking much for the heads up. I hadn't seen that one. On the owl. Yeah, I've uh, I've got tickets to go see it tomorrow. And now I know I've got a massive owl to look forward to. So A, Ali Pali, you're welcome. You are the sweetest guy ever. We're super fucking happy that you're enjoying the show. And B, you're an absolute fucking legend. Can we make this a thing where it becomes part of our rating system? So mm. going forward, every film that we cover, part of my rating is going to be, did it have an owl? Nice, yeah. And that's okay, going to be good. a separate rating. Mark Reed on TikTok uh, got in touch with one of our reels about the Switch okay, uh, and said, nonsense, this is a great movie. I mean... <laughs> To which I replied, you didn't find the controlling best friend non-consensually impregnating his best friend at all troublesome. And he went, sure I did. 
or at least I would have if I saw it in the news or the paper. It's make-believe. There's plenty of troublesome stuff in movies. It's the way it's sold as a positive, Mark. It's the way he's rewarded. It's the way that he gets the girl at the end and it's a happy family. It's not a happy story, buddy. (laughs) That sounds like someone that's planning to pull a fucking Jason Bateman on his best mate. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I love you for commenting. Thank you so much for the engagement. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, can someone just check on his best mate? Just, just, is she a businesswoman that's trying to get pregnant on her own? Is she going to do the whole girl boss thing of like, yeah, man, I'm doing it for myself. Fucking fair play to her. Just keep an eye on where the sample's coming from, all right? Because the call might be coming from inside the house. <laughs> also, I um, I checked Apple Podcasts and I saw that we had two new reviews, one in Ooh. September and the other one in October. Okay. Uh, we had Supreme Diabeto give us five stars. And say genuinely insightful, <laughs> fun on. film knowledge. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> Holy shit. Say that name again. Supreme Diabeto. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. It's like the worst superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you after I quickly <laughs> inject my insulin. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely insightful and fun film knowledge with a douchebaggery that can so often accompany it I mean uh, oh, a real God. pleasure to listen to every episode pushes me out of my comfort zone to watch new films and appreciate more about cinema even films I have hated in the past have been revealed to me in a new light because of this show which is incredible pr- praise I don't quite know how to deal with it I took the piss out of the name I, I don't mean worst superhero in a negative way you are an absolute fucking sweetheart that is the <laughs> best name that I've heard in a yeah. while. Congratulations on that. Also, you fucking sweetheart. Thank you so yeah. much. Even uh, even better name, Stefan Pollitt. Ooh. Hilarious, insightful, silly and serious. Perfectly mixed to make this an hour every week. I really look forward to. So thank oh you, Stefan Pollitt. I feel at this point, um, That's incredible. we do have to say, please, 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 please go to www.everymovieeverpodcast.com and find our contact page and please send us some abuse because Comment Corner is getting a little bit self-congratulatory and I'm I'm worried. I'm it's, worried it's that we're very, just... It's, it's a very just, nice place to be and I'm, I'm not yeah. used to it. You know what I mean? Like Any I, abuse will help. Thank you so much for all of the comments. It's, it's, it's yeah. hugely appreciated. You have no idea how much it means to us. It literally makes my fucking day. Uh, also, though, if someone could pepper in a bit of spice, like, you mm. know... You guys. Give us some spicy memories. Give yeah. us some new spicy memories Balance at the out. contact form on our website. <laughs> if you've got something nice to say, stick it in the reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Pretty, pretty, please. That was Comment Corner. It's very easy to get involved. Either just get in touch on Instagram or TikTok, or we've got a Discord, which is like a big group chat where we all hang out. Nice things go in the reviews and negative things, please, 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 in the contact form. But I think that is us for the week. That is we... us for this week. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? talk about next episode are we going to make that announcement or are we just going to surprise well well next next week is obviously demonic because we're going on to neil blomkamp and we're back on the blomkamp train back it's on the blomkamp train for demonic but, but you know how i've been saying that this is kind of old disney right yes before they started doing big acquisitions yeah, 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 yeah. i feel like we should start looking we've done a lot of directors we have we and back in back in today, back in there, mate. That was the thing that you'd go to the cinema to see. You'd go to see a particular star, or you'd go to see a particular director. Yes. And I don't think that's true of contemporary cinema, or hasn't been. No, after National Treasure, because Disney bought a property, didn't they? 
They did. Well, they bought a bunch. <clears throat> they bought a bunch, yeah. We are going to dive in to phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, buddy! Oh, I'm terrified. Same. I've already started researching because of how angry <laughs> everyone gets about Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this could either be the making of us or the breaking of us, so please do come along. We are going to counterbalance it. We are aware it is very much the popcorn end of the spectrum. Don't worry. We have you covered. We, do. we already know what we're going to do to really balance that seesaw oh, of like I've popcorn got... cinema to... Kino, all right. I've got some. Fun. I've got the juiciest series coming up after after we're mm-hmm. done with Blomkamp. It is going to be. Yeah. That was me nomming. Mm-hmm. Audio platform. I'm aware that this is audio only. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked in at the last second. Uh, <laughs> but it's about as far from Marvel as you could possibly get. So, so don't worry. We're not going full commercial. Yeah, and we will be keeping Marvel. You know, we as will. intellectual and thoughtful as we always do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us this week. It has been an absolute pleasure. We love and appreciate each of you so fucking much. It is un- really, really unreal. Do. Unreal. Uh, now, Ben's going to thank you for spending an hour at the start of your week uh, with us. I am. By wrapping up the themes and thoughts of this film. Yep. Um. In a, in, a, in a sort of nice little pep talk that gets you going, right? That, that, that sets you up right for your week. Yeah, and I know what you're doing here, thanks. bud. You're, uh, you're going to set me up here as like, a, oh, he's had time to prep, but hasn't. But I'm going to fucking, I'm going to shit on your parade today, mate. I've prepped. Oh, yeah? I've prepped. Ooh. I've written something for this now. I've got it all planned out. But the, the only problem is I got carried away. Um, yeah. It's got to be a long one. Give me, give me, okay. give me some lung on this one, all right? I will do, but what you have to do is don't mm-hmm. do the thing you normally do, where I start yeah. telling everyone to consume like society always does, and then yeah. you faff about for the first fifteen seconds. No, I'm prepped, mate. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, you ready? I'm raring. Yeah, hit me okay. with it. Hit me with it. And I'm going to tell you to do what society always does, dear listener, and just be careful what you wish for dear listener it's not always cracked up to what it's meant to be sure you might be credited for finding the city of gold but you might also end up dying in a sewer pipe of the cul-de-sac of gold trusting a guy you've just bullied threatened and stalked for the last few weeks with your entire family legacy or you could be like me and end up on an adventure trying to figure out which of your distant ancestors had the fucked up genes so you can curse them out of a, on a podcast you host with your buddy all about mental health and movies. I'll find out who made it probable to have my genetics. I got the worst of both worlds. I got my dad's tiny chin and I got my mom's tiny dick. What is this again? I've lost myself. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I've written more. Stop! Stop! Hey man, you alright? It's like 11pm, what's up? Hey Ben, we uh, we did it again. Did what again? We forgot to rate the movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. What are you saying? Okay, uh, I'm going to give it an 8.
Nick Cage's men, Riley's my spirit animal. It makes the first film a better film. Sound. Um, I agree. Yeah. For me, yeah, solid eight. Done. Sweet. Night, buddy. All right, sweet. Night, bud. Love ya. Night, mate. Love ya.